Welcome back to Montante's World, episode 81. I'm joined by none other than Jeffrey Nadeau. He is my first guest um, during this glorious Pride Month. The year is 2022. How's it going, Jeffrey? Well, the haters aren't going to like this one. They always hate when I'm on, but fuck all of you. Yeah, well, listen, they're going to be upset every every uh, at least once a month. So fuck them. You know, it, it is what it is. But well, it's always uh, nice coming on with you and talking about the world's events. Yeah, and listen, the world does not stop giving us bad and bad news and crazy news. So there's always plenty to talk about, for better or worse. So uh, thank you for joining me again. Um, this is a little bit of a last minute show. Um, you gave one of the all time lines earlier. I'm trying to get this one guy on who's just an absolute pain in the ass. <laughs> he told me I ain't no second fiddle, so thank I'm you. Not, <laughs> but you have to understand that you're, you're more understanding than the average person, so I could reach out to you last second and say, hey, man, can you join me? Where this guy is so hit or miss, but that was in one of the all-time lines. I could see I could see where it was going. You're, you go, what does my schedule have to do with this guy's? I was like, oh, well, fuck it's who? funny because I heard some fucking idiot the other day that you did a show with say, well, you know, he's uh, he's holding on to you for relevancy, meaning that I'm holding on to you for relevancy. It's like some of these people are some of those delusional fucking little twats you could ever fucking imagine. I mean, and I'm not going to say I, wish, I wish that were true. Yeah. Well, listen, either way, it's not. <laughs> it's like, no, I just like talking to you. Like we have good conversations yeah. and can, can, maybe sometimes you just people just like doing shows together. Well, he he's fueled he's fueled by uh, the fake Italian from uh, Staten well, Island. So. A lot of those fucking clowns are on their fucking knees. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, listen, it it is what it is. Um, he's a very successful twenty six year old guy, so uh, I'm not gonna shed on him too much. Good guy, good guy. But yeah, he? he's a. I don't know, you know, it's, and the eye of the beholder. Like fucking hot dogs or something. Listen, he, he sells them well, from what I hear, and snow cones. So if you're ever looking for that one two punch. So Nathan's, I like. I'm a big Nathan's guy. Um, I think my favorite meal when I go there is a number one or two. Um, I think it's two hot dogs and a fry. I've never been, to be honest. You never been to Nathan's? Well, I mean, I'm from the Philly area. We don't really have it here. True. So I've well, never this, this was a roundabout way of saying he could open up his own place where he a unique thing would be a snow cone and a hot dog. Where else are you getting that? Well, you know they have the so in New York they have that one place that sells like hot dogs with like sugary drinks, like uh, Kool Aid type of drinks. That's like a decent combination. So I guess maybe he could, but no. Here, you know, the only time I eat hot dogs is if I go to like a Phillies game. That's the only time I ever eat hot. Dogs. Nothing better than a hot dog in a baseball game. Nothing. Agreed. And we have and the Phillies have Dollar Dog Night, right? Do they really? Yeah. Like not always, not every night, but like every month they have it. That's a, that's a that's a great that's a great thing. I don't have the the science the science or the stats to back me up on this, but would you agree the hotter it is at a baseball game, the better a hot dog better a hot dog yeah, taste? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you like know, like, a, like a nice Sasha and peppers, even like uh, any any like nice you know. Nice yeah. Sandwich. Nothing like sweating your dick off at like a day game at a major league stadium and just eating something real like salty and greasy. It's just fantastic. It won't hit the same. By the way, I'm not a huge proponent or 
familiar with uh, fall baseball because I'm a Met fan. We get there once every five years. But I just feel like a hot dog wouldn't hit the same instead of being you know, 98 degrees no, I don't think you on a July it. day. Yeah, I wouldn't eat it in cold weather. I, I don't think that would be good at all. No. I mean, I, I may, I, I should know this year, actually. My, my team is good, but yeah, you, know you, might, great? you might have an opportunity. Yeah. Oh, my. The fact that we took two of, you know, we split in, uh, in Cali after going down 2 0 to the Dodgers, that's a huge. I'm not a big moral victory guy. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step on my own feet here. I'm a, that's a huge moral victory. But, um, you, you know, a big moral victory guy. You know what? Yeah. Well, occasionally. You know what gives me, um, a little hope in society, speaking of baseball games, is there's nothing like going to a ball game. And if you've been there at least once or twice, there's a camaraderie where camaraderie, I could have but you know, butchered that word. Where if you're buying beer or buying anything from a vendor and they ask for your ID, no matter who you're sitting next to, you never talk to them, you pass it down and it's just it just goes down the line. That's that's a beautiful thing. Nobody fucks it up, everyone knows their place. Isn't that something small like that? A little glimpse into maybe there's a little hope. Yeah, I mean, usually you, there's a lot of nice people at games, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, other than being like a rival fan. I mean, everybody's always very nice. It's a great festive atmosphere. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. People yeah. might even buy you the beer half the time. Yeah, that does that does happen. And every, every section, especially football games, you'll always have that one guy who's sleeping. I can't say I've ever had one. I mean, at Eagle Games. I don't I've know. been that guy. You fell asleep? Oh, yeah. At a Jets game, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take much. <laughs> you ever seen Eagle the Jets? Are, I think everybody's just so enthralled by it. Last time, I, last time I saw it was actually at an Eagles game, maybe 2017. Giants, Eagles, went with a buddy. And, yeah, there was a guy who was sleeping. Everyone, you know, put stuff on his head. Well, came to maybe halfway through the fourth quarter. And it's just a fun little event. Everyone takes care. You take care of the guy. You don't want to really truly embarrass him, but you embarrass him as much as he deserves to get embarrassed. I don't know how you could do that, but I guess there's always somebody. That kid lot, that guy fell during a Sixer game, the playoff game. Uh, that was a big story. That was like a guy just asleep in the front row. You I saw you had made for a lot of good memes. Yeah. A lot of good memes. So where are you at right now with uh, with Philadelphia sports? Just real quick. I don't have this written down, but who is – if as a gambling man, if, if you're you know a stock advisor for sports, who is the next Philadelphia major team to win a, a championship? Wow. Well, I think you'd have to see the Eagles. I mean, I, I think. Are you, real? are you serious? Well, yeah, because I don't think. I mean, the Flyers are way away. I, I don't think the Phillies are real close. They have no farm system. They're going to be a team that's going to have to start rebuilding here soon. The Sixers, I, I don't I think are cursed or never won, will never win anything. I think the Eagles can win a Super Bowl in the next three or five years. I could see that. I think they're a playoff team this year. I mean, I think. With Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Well, we're going to see. I mean, that's their only deficiency going into the season. You know, it's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Is he the guy, you know, going coming forward? But I mean, he's had a lot of, um, you know, he's supposedly working on uh, his game a lot. You know, out on the West Coast and with certain people, he's got the receivers this year. He's got the offense. This yeah, he can't use that as an excuse. He can't use that as an excuse. I just think if you're seeing what the Celtics are doing right now, in my eyes, are this are the Sixers really that much worse than the Celtics? I don't think they are. I mean, but they can't ever get over this hump, and and they're not they're not run correctly. They have a terrible coach. Um, Doc Rivers does stink. Yeah, he's brutal. Oh, he was a Celtics coach. Yeah, he didn't win. What do you think about uh, Ime Udoka? And this is totally this is just a huge me issue. But he drives me fucking nuts with his mask. I haven't even. 
I don't. I can't say the last time I've seen him. To be honest, it'll be it'll be on his chin randomly, like like two minutes ago in the third quarter, and then you know, uh, ten thirty six to go in the fourth, he'll have it on. You're like, what changed, dude? Maybe and then post game, he'll be near people. It's not even on his face. Like, what are you doing? It Maybe, might be uh, superstition. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what it has Maybe. to be because there's no rhyme or reason, you know, logically, um, for what he's going, but. Uh, let, let's get into the first thing that I want to talk about. Um, did you, you? You're not a huge, uh, friendly soccer guy. I saw you bet on some, you know, obscure game earlier. But did you well, catch any of the USA game today? No, I mean I'm betting on Nations League. You know, any international Europe stuff. But no, yeah. I, I did not see it. No. So we played um, today a very Ur- strong Uruguay squad. It was zero zero. Um, they, they probably should have got the win at the end, but one of the first things that I saw had nothing to do with, with actual soccer before the ball was kicked. Um, we had the announcers, uh, talking about gun violence and how this needs to end and how they messaged or how the USM USMNT, uh, reached out to senators, how they got to make changes and whatnot. You know, I understand like what's going on is concerning, but to like before you even do the anthem, you're talking about that shit, and then you actually go to the anthem. They they cue in on the players, and everyone has their special Pride Month jerseys on. Um, every number has the the gay pride colors in it, and I get it, man. It's Pride Month, but we're the only country doing this shit. Why? I have no idea. I mean, I, I guess I'm not really quite sure. Like, what are so, so when you say end gun violence, what does that mean exactly? They were saying like uh, uh, the United States National Team reached out to all whatever senators that uh, the gun violence needs to end and we need change now. And here we go to the national anthem. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, what does that mean? Those, it's just one of those things to say, well, we, we said something about it. You know, somebody mentions it. but Check the box. Exactly. You know, I, I saw Steve Kerr. You know, he had his end gun violence thing. What, what does that mean exactly? Do we need to obviously – should we – Try to end people shooting up elementary school for sure. Yeah, uh, clearly. But listen, to, to think you're going to just end all gun violence and cease it, like it's, it, you know. And another thing, like, how come certain events get publicized the way they do and some don't? You know, like it's, I don't know. I I don't get it. I don't understand now why it's such, you know, a, a thing that's flaunted in front of everybody. I mean, it hasn't been a problem for years. People haven't cared about this for years. This has been going on for decades. And for sure. Communities. I don't know why it's only now being talked about. Yeah, but no, we'll know, touch on that, but don't give me touch on the, what I what I said earlier. Why are we the only country who oh, does this yeah. this gay stuff? And listen, I'm know. I'm pro-gay marriage, but it's it's at a point where all these corporations, everybody's gay, this, gay, that. It's like, why are we the only ones doing it? I have no idea. I guess it's really just to be inclusive to everybody and to make people aware that you know you you stand with, you know, gay pride. Um, you know, I, I have no idea. I, I, I don't, I don't, I notice we are the only country that really does it. The only one. Yeah. I don't know why it's a point of contention all of a sudden over the last couple of years. I don't remember when I was a kid, we didn't do this. Hell, know. fuck no. Fuck no. I remember 10 years ago, you we were arguing about a fucking cake being made for a gay wedding. And nowadays we got all types of shit going on. And the thing that annoys me, and it's so funny, every year like clockwork, set your, set your watch to it. You know, the companies, they'll, they'll change their logo with the gay colors. But it's so funny. This year, people are pointing out, like, uh, BMW will put out a gay, you know, BMW America for their, you know, social media. And then, and like clockwork, someone will post the BMW overseas, and it's the regular BMW. Only the American one changes the gay colors. So how really, how much do you actually care about gay whatever 
if you're only going to change it for you know a certain portion of the globe. I've never really understood like the whole like saying you're something. Like I remember when um when some of the the BLM stuff was going on, like you actually like to become like woke or like with it, you had to like post that you aligned with those values. And it's that like, one day on Instagram. Yeah, and, and like for me, like I'm never gonna go and, and post like I'm pro whatever but i'm just gonna it's assumed look i don't care who you are what you 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 like who you have love for you know behind the scenes that's your business i don't care who you marry i don't need to come out and tell you that i'm i'm no need it's your business yeah like i don't know why these companies feel the need to do it but you know these companies nowadays are they don't want to be the ones that don't say anything so they just say something you know yeah, it's 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 wild. And it's the one thing I was getting a, in a not an argument or a fight really. I just took a look at the uh, over under for this current NBA game. Oof, I might be toast. Um, but my one friend Katie, I always tell her she's a, she's a lesbian. She's came on here before. I made her cry in my podcast. No big deal. I uh, probably shouldn't be proud of that. I'm not. But I always tell her, say, listen, Katie, you are your name's Katie. You just so happen to be a lesbian. The way she introduces herself, hey, I'm a lesbian. My name's Katie. It's a small difference, but it's humongous the way I look at it. She, it's her identity. It should not be. You, there's a lot more to her than her being a lesbian, but that's what she leads with. It's such a weird thing that I just I can't wrap my head around. And it's like, yo, and it's like, well, you know, you guys don't need a Pride Month. I'm like, I agree. You guys don't need a Gay Month because it's the same fucking thing. We're all we're all human beings here. There's a lot more to life than who you want to fuck. A whole lot more. Yeah, why, why? Why? Why do you, why do you need to promote it? It's almost like, why do you need a day to honor your mother or father? You should do that always, shouldn't you? Of course. Right? You should always have love for your mom. You should always buy her flowers. You should always take her to dinner. You should always treat your mom with respect. It's the same thing here. I, I don't – like, that's not the kind of – I don't I don't live that life, but I don't have a problem with anyone that does, and I don't need to vocalize it that, that I do either. Like, I don't – No, not at all. That's just a normal human thing. You know, I, I don't, it's just almost like why I don't need to say that I don't, I don't do this and I don't, do, I just, I don't need to do it. So yeah, I don't get it. But again, like I said, it's just about companies that they don't want to be the one company that doesn't do it. So they all do it. It's, it's fucking crazy. This kind of ties into the next thing um, that I wanted to touch on. Uh, it's the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, so you did not, you did not see it, but so they, they had their, the regular uniform. I might, this we're not rushing through it, but we're not doing totally in depth. But I'll give you the scope of what I what I know to this point. Um, it looks like they had a LGBTQ pride logo, and uh, uh, enough players stood up and said, "Hey, listen, um, this kind of goes against my beliefs." They 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 cited religion, and the Rays kind of took a step back. Said, "All right, man, we you know we're, we're actually not we're, we're not going to do this." So they they kind of did a total pivot on it, um, and now. They're getting dr- either dragged online for being bigots, this, that, the other, or you got people like me, to be honest, um, praising the hell out of them. Do you think that is this a non story or is this, you know, controversial in today's landscape? Whatever happened, like, I, I don't, like I mentioned, when we were younger, like, whatever happened to just not forcing your fucking beliefs on everybody all the time? I remember when I was a kid, my mother used to fucking complain. These, you remember those Jehovah's Witnesses that used to knock on your door? My mother was a Jehovah's Witness, so I'm familiar. Yeah, they used to just like constantly be throwing their their, yeah. their stuff on you. And it's just like, yep. Yo, bro, like if I want to call you, I'll call you. you exactly. Know? If I want to, yeah. Like I, 
I did, if I don't want to say nothing about something, why do I have to be forced to say something about it? It's like if I work at a business, like I don't. Why does that need to be forced on me? It's like um, how we we force this stuff into TV now. We force like we almost try to ruin uh, storylines because of it. Like why do we need to force this shit into fucking stuff now? Every film is about certain racial things. Crazy. Yeah, it's that's what like, grabs the headlines now. Like, oh, this is the first ever, you know, interracial kiss in a in a you know whatever movie. Like, who who gives a fuck? It's like who cares? Like, I, and, I, and I got news. If you focus on this stuff, you're gonna you're just making the issue worse in a roundabout way. Like, who cares? Let life come to you. And, and I've said this to you before. Like, most let's just say gay people, for instance, most gay people just want to be treated like everybody else. Like, they don't need to be the center of attention. They don't need to be. You know, they just want to be treated like everybody else. I want to go and do what I want to do. And it, it doesn't need to be fucking magnified all the time. Yeah. No, it's... it's. I don't get it. I, it, I and it, As far as the Rays are concerned, I'm surprised they said anything. You know, it's usually... Nowadays, it's just, you know, you get in line and do what you're told. Dude, all it takes is one. Every fucking locker room has the same dynamics, I guarantee you. But not every locker room has that one guy... To actually stand up and say, you know what? No. And then once you have that, you know what? No guy, there's going to be people that fall in line. Not every, and another locker room has that. And so the fact that they did it, I commend them. Listen, good, good, good for them. I mean, well, you know, it's, it's just not necessary. Like we went over. When it comes to these like uh, movement kind of things, like, you know, whether it's Black Lives Matter or whether it's the Me Too or the woke movement, like all this stuff. It's starting to be uh, pulled back a little bit. Yeah, because the numbers aren't going over as well. But you know what's great? Everyone on the other opposite side is like, well, well, Mike, you wouldn't be feeling this way if the movement was X, Y, and Z. Well, I'll tell these idiots. Okay, give me your last movement that was right-wing based in sports. They're looking at cross-side. They got nothing. It's only one way. It's only one way. Keep politics out of sports. Let us fucking – because I got news for you. Politics is everywhere. Give me a break. Give me a little, you know, give me a little three-hour time of my day. We don't have to worry about the bullshit. But like we touched on earlier, before the USA kicks off, we're hearing about gun violence. We're seeing the gay pro- – leave us alone for a little bit. God dang, yeah, like, bro. Again, like I said, I think it's most of these leagues are just saying it just because they don't want to be the one that doesn't say anything. You know, they don't want to have to hear from somebody, so they say something. But, yeah, I'm sure at one point, you know, these these things will be walked back to. It's kind of what it kind of what happens. It's fucking it's 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 insane, but um, oh god, it's just. It Are you going really, to bring up that Dallas thing? You know what? If you could read my gibberish, that is the next thing. It says events in Texas is number three. Um, yeah, the the thing that went on, my boy, uh, Alex Stein, prime time ninety nine, uh, pimp on a blimp, eating steak and shrimp. Um, he went to the event, and he 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 does God's work. I love Alex Stein, but. Yeah, these these pride events, and it's funny. Like five years ago, um, when Republicans were doing the talking points, uh, you know, oh, I thought you guys just wanted to, you know, get a cake. What happened now? When it came about gay marriage, which I'm for, and it went from gay marriage to now, they're kind of exploiting children, and that's not really a talking point anymore. It's it's, it's happening in the news, and it's not that big of a story, which scares me. As a society, you've been you've seen the you've seen this. Yeah, I have. It's fucking weird, man. Beyond weird, it's demonic, dude. It's fucking sat- it's, it's grotesque. It's and very this- uh it's very uh disturbing. I don't uh 
and to me, it really just has to do with like the weird, like hypersexuality that we have to like throw to our kids. Like, when did that Insane. start? Because again, when I was a kid, I never remember. I my mother and father never sat me down and talked to me about this and talked to me about that. I just experienced it. You Life came to you. Yeah, and I turned out, as far as I know, pretty okay. You know, yeah, whether you like me or not, but I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. I don't, I don't. What kind of parent would would take their their? You know, it, that being said, I wanted to bring this up to you because this kind of connects. Not that this person is trans because they are not. Um, but I was really disturbed, and I posted on Twitter about it. You, you know who Ice T is, right? The rapper? of course, of course. He has a wife. Coco is her name. Big right? tits, huge, huge ass, monsters. Yeah, yeah. Wood. Can you answer me a question as to why she's at a water park with her fucking like four or five year old kid? This kid's running around. She's got this like li- like G string thong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? When did that start? Too. It's fucking it, weird, bro. It's if it, you it, it like uh, back like fifteen years ago, if um, the kids bursted into the to the room of an adult party and you had that exact outfit on, you'd be covering up. Now you're going out in public with it. It's it's a it's a very small it's, shift that people like. Oh, it's it's inconsequential. No, it's not. It's fucking weird. It's I'm really weird. If if I went to a water park, let's just say I went to the amusement park with a girl, just me and her. And she comes walking out dressed like that. Go back inside. I'm gonna say to you, that's what you're wearing. Yeah, for yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you what to wear, but I'm gonna kind of just say, all due respect, you ain't walking to that place like that. Like, no, you're just not doing it. Put a fucking cover up on. Like, you know, I just it's weird nowadays. How, like taking your kids to drag shows and look, those are for people that are. Over a certain age, what adults? Is, what is the point of this? Like, what is the point of taking your kid to an event that it's like, demonic? And if you think that um being over dramatic, let's put it this way. Let's let's phrase it to these fucking free shows that are supporting it. Would you ever take a kid to a normal strip club? You would say no, they're too young. But all of a sudden now now Johnny's got his dick in a fucking thong and he's going as Sally. Is normal? No, it's not normal on either side. So stop treating it as such. And I got news for you. If you're a normal gay person, you have to speak out louder than me because this is on you guys. This is dragging you guys down. Like, come on. Good God almighty. And you don't, you don't see that much opposition to it. Oh, I'll tell you somebody that's speaking up about it. And I got I to gotta say I've been enjoying her, her conversation about it is uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, she talks about this kind of stuff. Um you know, and I, I got to admit, I think her voice is important. I mean, she's talked about some of the the the, the swimming and that kind of thing with, with men competing in women's events and that sort of thing. Oh, that's I, someone that's someone who knows, by the way. She knows how dominant a man can be in athletics. Sure, I mean, when 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 she was in the Olympics, she was you know incredible. Uh, but as far as I know, though, you're right. It's weird. I don't get it. I think the again the hypersexuality we have anymore. So weird. Uh, and committing kids to it and making them understand what so let me ask you i guess let's just say you're one of those individuals that you're taking your kid to, to one of those events you, you wake the kid up you say to your, your kid like hey we're going out today we're going downtown okay mom what are we doing you know yeah oh we're going to this event oh we're going to what event what do you even say we're gonna go. We're gonna go see the. Uh, we're gonna go see the fabulous ladies at Club Whatever. 
Yeah, it's it's super odd. Like I, I just don't I don't understand. I and, and you know what? It seems like nowadays we are in like it's funny because those people, the people that went and protested this, they treated those people like they were like they were the crazy oh. ones. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's more or less you guys are, are of course it's and it's just crazy because like when I said like five years ago, well, like when super right wing people will be like, oh, they're trying to sexualize your kids, uh, they're pedophiles, whatever. Everyone was like, no, dude, like that's not what that movement's about. And then fast forward a little bit, and like that's what they're now defending. It's so weird. That's why these – if you're a normal gay person out there, which I think they way outnumber the Looney Tunes, you got to be vocal because this shit, you have to shut it down. The same as my side. Listen, I'm wearing, I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a fuck Biden shirt, right? I am. If I see somebody walking down the street – with a fucking pointy white hat on, with a mega hat. First, I'm gonna ask him, you know, what's your government name? You're a fucking federal agent. But then I'm gonna be like, yo, fucking cut the shit out. Like this is a bad look. You know, like this is a weird bad look. You have to take control of the should be vocal minority who are making it look bad, and that's well, what's like going I said on right to now. You, you know, most gay people. Uh, are just you know normal people. They just want to live their life, and you know, even most trans people, like they don't want to be for sure center of attention. Look, let me let me say this. I'm sure that life is very difficult. You know, I have empathy for people like that. I really do because obviously they're not comfortable in their skin. They're trying to just live their life and 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 achieve something with happiness. And it's like, you know, I don't think even they want to be out there and notoriously being you know kind of. Again, their life's tough enough yeah. already. Well, yep. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are, are kind of kind of weirded out by it too. And I'm sure most of them say, like, I don't want I don't think kids should be here. There's no need for them to be here. Um, yeah, I've seen them at like schools and stuff. Yeah, you know, they're like oh, that, yeah. talent shows and stuff. Oh yeah. It's really fucking well, weird. Bill Maher, have you seen a clip of it's a long extended clip of Bill Maher talking about it? Have you seen that at all? I haven't, no. Oh, it's an unreal. It's an unreal clip. It's actually so unreal that I'm about to, I'm about to uh, 28. Find as trans are falling under the influence of their peers and social media. If you attend a small dinner party of typically very liberal upper income Angelinos, it is not uncommon to hear parents who each have a trans kid having a conversation about that. What are the odds of that happening in Youngstown, Ohio? If this spike in trans children is all natural, why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is creating them. And that's that's just 35 seconds of an absolute diabolical monologue that Bill Maher, one of the all-time big-time liberals uh, with a prominent voice, has went on. I mean, how, how true is that? What are the odds? These kids are being groomed. Well, you know, it's interesting because I have a good friend of mine lives in California and he, I noticed, you know, he is so, it seems like he's become a different person as far as just kind of all his <clears throat> views in general, you know, and that's not a bad thing, but it's definitely completely away from reality. I'll say that. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, it. Go to Omaha, Nebraska, or as like he said, they ain't doing that shit there. Not playing that game there. No. And look, I, I don't. You know, cities are just weird places now, man. They just really are. Oh, we'll touch on that. 
We'll touch on that. But you know, you know what's great about Omaha, Nebraska, by the way, Jeff. So they want to they want to paint the image that they're progressive and they're doing things the right way. If you come out as a fucking homosexual in Omaha, are you getting stoned to death, or are people like okay? Yeah, <laughs> they don't give a they don't give a fuck. So these cities are just so over the top extreme on one side, bro. It's so inauthentic. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. Uh, I mean to cut you off. I mean, like, really, like, there's nothing wrong yeah, with yeah. having this Omaha, Nebraska mindset. Nothing wrong with it because these big cities they groom, and we just have to be honest. But they fucking groom people, and instead of them lying about it, just fucking own up. But when you own up, you have to be honest. Why are you? Why are you grooming? Why do you want kids to be trans? It's not normal. You're not trans. Like I don't know. Those fucking worlds going to hell in a head. Yeah, but again, like if you speak up on any of this shit from. From what you're talking about here to gun violence to anything, it's always relating back. Well, it's because you're a fucking Republican. Yeah, you're you're a white supremacist, and you're like, bro, what? <laughs> what you nowadays, about? it's like so when I say something, right? So I get in arguments today with people about certain things, you know, and I know they want to just say it, and it's like, well, then again, I'm not a fucking Republican, right? I don't come here and sit here and say I voted for Trump, and I'm I'm gonna vote for DeSantis. I just you can't have a conversation anymore without nope. someone saying we everything's so polarizing. Yeah, you fucking liberal. It's like, well, no, I just know the fucking truth and common sense is that this isn't gonna happen. Or this isn't gonna you know, you have like last night I was out at the bar and like you have like by the way, you talk about a place where some weird views come out. I mean, you have guys there that like think they know everything about everything, and it's just like you hear some of these like most some of the most ridiculous opinions. They hush up once you steal their broad, though, from what I know. Good point. Which I didn't do with this guy because I don't think he had one, but... Um, <laughs> and he did. No, he didn't, I don't think. Yeah, well, if he did, though, it'd be, it'd be night-night. After hearing what he was saying, I don't think. But, yeah, that being said, it's it's hard to have these kind of conversations because anymore they just don't happen. Yeah, no. Oh, like, actual good conversations of... Uh, Disagreement, and trying to find common ground. Those are things of the past. Everything's so polarizing, so over the top. No, that's no, no, that don't happen. That don't happen no more. And that's that's by design. But um, let's get into the quote unquote mass shooting in Philadelphia. Now, if you're wondering why I didn't get that much um, TV time, because a bunch of black people died, and who cares about them? And that's not me saying that. That's the news. You kill a bunch of white kids. White guy pulls the trigger. We're going to know about it. That'll be in the history books. A bunch of black people die. So what's next? Yeah, this wasn't a mass shooting. I mean, I could have told you that when I first heard about it. And that's why the people that are out there, these fucking bleeding hearts that are constantly talking about this, something like that, they knew damn well this wasn't a mass shooting. And if you knew anything about what's actually going on in these fucking neighborhoods, okay, this is why what I do is completely fucking wasted. Because if I was in the fucking police department, I would have gotten this flushed out very quickly. In fact, the Philadelphia Police Department knew this was going to be a problem on South Street. What they do, fucking Ugats, because they're poorly fucking run. That they're complete moron. Well, I, let me stop you there. What could they do without infringing on rights? Well, they could have enforced, put put more enforcement down there. And actually, did something about it. You know what the rule is in Philadelphia, bro? The rule is let the crimes happen. And then intervene. They don't intervene on anything. But who, who's, be, who, who's behind that? Oh, the leadership. 
The Who's mayor, it? the fucking police commissioner. Okay. Do, they have an R? Do they have an R next to the name or do they have a, a D? Oh, 100%. Listen, if you're not, if you're actually one of these people that say, oh, it has nothing to do with politics, you're a fucking idiot. Your head a trick, is so it's a trickle down. down. Yeah, your head is so far buried in the sand, you're probably seeing your own ass. It's, it's, it's crazy. But look, as far as this, though, this were two groups of assholes that don't like each other. And look, this is a major problem in every city. Okay, in this town, though, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, Mike, this is something we don't talk about enough, and people don't care because, as you said, it's black people. Do you know what, in some of these cities, have you ever heard of drill music? Is it similar to trap? I, I don't know what drill music yeah, is. Yeah, pretty much. But where I'm going with this is, in this town, in Philadelphia, there is a major drill scene, and most of it is, it's music, but it's masking just it's a bunch of assholes that don't even give a fuck about rap. It's just a way for them to call out other groups, right? Okay. And most of these things are, are they're street beefs. These are gangs that are fighting each other. Most of these kids are really low. They're like 15, 16 years old. They see some asshole. They don't fight anymore. Now they just shoot. Oh, this yeah. Was, this was a, pathetic. This was a, yeah, this was a gang corner thing. And the police department knows about this shit. There are three or four groups in this city doing all the killing. And I'm going to tell you something. Do you know what you have to do to fix this? And I was talking with somebody in the city that I know that's very close to this kind of stuff. Um, he was telling me, he says, to fix this, the feds are going to have to use the tactics they used against the mafia in the 80s to go into these cities and put racketeering indictments down on all these fucking groups. And that's how you're going to quickly fix some of this shit. But these are fucking young kids. This isn't a mass shooting. This but Jeff, so there's you're you're right and you're also wrong when you say that. So by the letter of the law, it's a mass shooting. Think a mass shooting anything more than like three people who are who are clipped. It happens um, every weekend in Philly, though. Of course, of course, but that's why um, that's why when you get to pick and choose, right? Like if you're a liberal who wants to take away all guns, you'll say there was you know thirteen hundred and eighty two shootings last year in America. This is a mass shooting problem. When really you're kind of getting by the by the letter of the law. But if we're going to be honest about this, I've heard your live spaces. We've talked before. I know you. You know me. We know the real issue in this country. It's not guns. That's why I get mad at you when you say we need gun reform. Yeah, but listen, no, 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 no. That don't mean shit. Because you know what we need, Jeff? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. No, 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 no. No, no. You know what we need, Jeff? We need – no, it's not. We need nuclear families in this fucking country. Yeah, I agree there. That's where, it, that's where it starts and that's where it ends. But these people that are doing the, these shootings last night and the ones that are doing these shootings in these cities, they live a different in a different world than we do. Okay? Because they come from a broken home. They have no expectations. The government gives them just enough to get by, and the government doesn't give them the supplies to actually succeed. We need to fix the actual root problems of this country before but, we expect any change. But that being said, I do feel that in certain – in the rest of the world, outside of the ones that, that some of these cities are, are, are living in, well, I do think gun control would have helped in the case of that kid in Uvalde because I don't think he'd have bought the fucking guns, quite honestly. So, you, no, no, no. You know what, Jeff? You know what's ignorant what you just said? Because well, you just you just touched on it. This I saw this this on um, this is not my original thought. I, I saw this online. I, it made me giggle a little bit. So when you talk about gun issues in Chicago, right? And this is an unbelievable back and forth I saw. It was so innocent. Um, they said 
we need gun control in this country. And then someone said, why is Chicago the number one gun violence you know, place yeah, in America? Gun, gun control wouldn't, wouldn't well, matter there. Well, you know, Jeff, the comment was because they can go to, to Indiana and illegally purchase the guns. And then someone commented and they go, then why is this not a problem in Indiana? <laughs> yeah, And that shows you it ain't about the gun control. It's about fucking society. That's all it is. And you can't mass society by reform. You need to fix it at the root issue. And it ain't about guns. It ain't about guns. Never has been. But as I've said to you time and time again, I've been talking about this for fucking years. Okay. This is not something that we will ever do anything about. Okay. There is no, as I told you, political capital in doing anything about it. The people that benefit from these things are, are living in fucking mansions and they have private security and they don't give a fuck about you. This is not going to ever be fixed because these departments, all these fucking uh, cities and townships and locales, they enjoy this sort of thing. They want violence. They want all this shit going on. They don't care about us. Nothing will ever They win elections off it. Say that again? They win elections off of it. Of course. And as you said, the little little small things like having fathers and, and households and yeah, that's gone. And that's a generational problem, man. That's kids having kids. That's you know, again, here's the problem. When you say nuclear family, and this is the question I have for anybody that brings nuclear families up. So I've told you before, I have a good friend of mine, okay? He's, let's say he is at work and he has a wife and she's at work. The kid comes home from school. They're trying whatever they can to make sure that the kid has a better life. They can't protect the kid. The kid's at home doing his thing. What he's going to go out and do is his own business. I remember I used to go out and do shit all the time when I was a kid. That's not. A, I don't have bad parents because of it. Kids are going to do what they want to do, regardless of how good a parent you are. Now there are families that have no anyone ever anywhere. But you got a mom working three jobs to pay your rent because gas is at six dollars. Yeah, exactly. A fucking gallon and rent ain't cheap. Yeah, you can't. In a way, you can't knock the parent. All they're trying to do. look. Most parents in these situations, you got to knock the system. Yeah, right. But the, again, the system. We've been talking about this for years, man. This is never going to change, man. It's only going to get fucking worse. And that's why I don't even really comment on that anymore because it's it's pointless. I don't understand why people go into politics. I don't I don't understand what change you think you're going to make. Um, I think the smart ones are just realizing that we can't make any change because the political system's so fucked. It needs to be it needs to be blown up internally on both sides. Um, and that's why you'll never have a true independent when everything because i got news for you the 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 hardcore the career politician on both sides they get dinner at night they 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 get they get they make money off the same issues they're just playing a part and trump exposed that more than anybody trump is coming off now as more of a career politician than i thought he would and it's not endearing to republicans he's not going to win the nominee in 2024 he's coming off as a fucking phony cocksucker he's very dislikable uh, unlikable is probably the right way to say it. Um, so it, it's just know, the whole fucking thing's nuts. I, I think it's funny because I, I think I've told you about this. David Simon, the creator of The Wire, yeah, you said you said you said you're, you're a fan of his. You sent me a couple of videos. I, of I think he's, I, it, I wish he would run for something. he's an in depth brain. I'll tell you that. I don't agree I with him, but I, I respect his opinion. Yeah, I would absolutely vote for him. He talked one time about how. You know, he when he was first writing like The Wire and The Corner and some of these shows, he talked about how one of his dreams was to take like one of these politicians, Republican or Democrat, and just take them down to the corner where he worked for many years, right? 
and just get out and look around. Look at what you've created here. This is America. This is the, the America that you've literally left behind. And, mm-hmm. and no one cares anymore about it. But now, as he talks about all of this, you know why they're starting to look into it now? And I, I've talked about this. Because it's affecting it's, it's affecting affluent homes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the drug that that, that heroin is not staying in the, the ghetto anymore. It's, it's, it's reaching out to fucking and it's really affecting everybody. But it's funny. The drug trade has destroyed black communities for years. We didn't. Crack killed them. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about that. The, the government put crack into the, the, black, the black homes and it stayed there. But once it leaks out, yeah, now we got an issue. But now, you know, Tucker and 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 you know Cassandra in you know fucking you know Virginia somewhere are doing opiates and you know, now it's affecting the white people. So now we of course. All of a sudden, you know want to look into it. It's it's almost like when you know how come we don't care about missing kids until it's like a blonde girl, beautiful blonde girl. Remember? Not of course. Of course, it's all it's all fucking gross. I mean. The whole, the whole, the whole system is broken, and the, the whole system. It was great about them how they're so good at dividing. It's everything is so fucking polarizing. Whether it's through sports or it's through you know the media, it's all so polarizing. But you should be able to look at a, an issue on both sides and go, "That's really wrong. Let's address it." But we ain't there. We're not there. No. We're not there. And then the more technology you get, the more people on the phones, the easier it will be to control people. The easier it will be to see somebody you don't agree with and call them crazy. They'll call you crazy. And we accomplish fucking absolutely nothing. But that's life. That's yeah. life, right? And that's you, you just have to keep sitting back and you, you watch it happen. And it's it's sad, you know, stuff like those shootings that you see. But I mean, in this city, I mean, you see it every day. I mean, it's. I don't think, it, you know, people are already, people are down on South Street tonight, you know, like it didn't even happen. So it's, uh, of course, it is what it is. That video of that shooting is fucking, uh, is pretty wild. But we'll end on a, on a semi upbeat thing if we, if we can uh, attempt to do that. So we're ending the dog days of summer. Um, not much sports. You know, you could lose over unders on the NBA like me, uh, or you could watch TV. I, I've been, I was enthralled, I'll be honest with you, um, with the last season of, Stranger Things, unbelievable, unreal. I don't rewatch TV. I'm like been enticed the last couple times, but I know what happened, so I don't want to rewatch it. But it was that good. Um, you're not a Stranger Things guy, right? We t- we touched on I've this. Never seen it, no. Yeah, no. I, it, I think you'd actually enjoy it. It's the the dynamic about it is like it's like like little kid and shit, so kind of weird, but it's like good. So once you kind of get past that, which is a lot, um, I think you'd enjoy it. The last season was an absolute masterpiece. Uh, perfect blend of a little scary, but a lot of good storylines that they got fed. Um, very good. But give me some good. What do you What do you think are some good um, TV shows that absolutely nobody really is aware of now? And I'm about to go grab a, a drink, so text me the actual answer. Well, I've told you this before. I mean, uh, Gumara, I know Gumara, Gumara, I know. yeah. But uh, you know, We Own the City was very good. You know, if you haven't seen it, it was you know six part miniseries. I loved it. That was great. Um, that being said, there's there's not a ton of great TV on right now. I'm trying to think of, of things that I've been watching. But yeah, We Are in the City was great. I, I enjoyed that. Fantastic. You know, I I watched Euphoria. I told you that that was a that was a, kind of an odd show. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of great TV right now. I got to be honest. There's not. It's lacking. There's a huge. There's a huge void. I think. Um, what did you say? Good. You say Gamora when I was gone. I just. Yeah, I mean, I always put. I always. Do the, 
you know, I always be the kind of the, the flag waver for that show. You know, I, I you know, again, most people won't watch it because it's got subtitles and stuff, but uh, especially our main. I think. So if I put a gun in your head, I said, listen, this is my first time being to planet Earth. I need to be entertained for a week. Give me a show that I can just blow through seasons, watch on a repeat. What is it? Well, I think The Wire. I mean, obviously. I think it's yeah. probably required learning for everybody to watch it. Uh, you know, look, I always enjoyed Entourage. I thought that was a great show. Uh, never seen it. I, I never could get into it. You couldn't? No. Oz was a great show. Oz, Oz is the OG. We've talked about it in the past. Oz is the the, the show that kind of gave birth yeah, to every other starter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, no Clemmer talk tonight or what? No, I mean I feel like it's beat it's beat the hell. Uh we I like Clem Dog. No, we actually have uh I wanna keep I wanna stay on TV. I got a couple TV takes. Well by the way, I'm a big fan of his, by the way, but go ahead. Well yeah, you guys tried to do a, a re up and he, he, he you know his show and he said, Hey, I'll get back to you in twenty twenty six. He's busy till July. <laughs> keep in mind this is a man with no job. Yeah, you gotta always wonder how those people are always the most busy, right? You know what it is? If you looked at his schedule it's probably he probably is a daily planner, and it's like from like nine a.m. to to noon. It's probably like, Twitter. yeah, Twitter, and that takes up three day, three hours. I mean, that's I'll go get the mail, then I'll have lunch at one. One thirty to two fifteen is getting the mail. That's a forty five minute process. Yeah. You know, you got you got to respect it. So you look at his, his daily thing. He ain't got no time for you, pal. <laughs> you know, so you got to respect that. But yeah, if you really if really push comes to shove, like dude. You should be able to record tomorrow. What are you talking about? Um, but you know that that is, that is funny when he gave that. He gave me a similar one. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm unavailable until July. I got a lot going on. It's <laughs> unbelievable. All right, that's 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 incredible. Um, but well, you know what's a, a fan? I want to talk a little little television here. A really underrated show to me, um, and I don't know if this is because I have a weird sense of humor what i find funny is nathan for you uh, have you even heard of it wait what show nathan for you i think it was on comedy central i could be wrong it's definitely on netflix now what do you where do you stand on uh impractical jokers can't ever watched it really yeah i'm not a big comedy guy the the overall like ruling on impractical jokers i think is just like hip to say like oh they're corny it's stupid it's dumb if you don't, I got news for you. If you don't like that show, you got to fucking dump in your pants. You're a fucking loser. You're I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I, I have never. No, you, it. you're fair. You've never seen it. But like the overall, like cool opinion is like, oh, that's just corny. It's like, no, it's not. The only comedy show I watch on a regular basis is Jesus and Marrow. I don't know if you ever watched that. Yeah, they didn't uh, Portland try to hire them. Yeah, dude, those guys are fucking hilarious. They're real funny. I think, I think they're really funny. What are they, what what, are, what platform are they on? I I know about. They're on it's Vice. It, no, they used to be on Vice. Now it's on Showtime. But yeah, okay. they kind of like uh, you know, it's kind of like your you know your end of the night news show, but they just they just goof on people pretty much. Who do you think? So from a neutral platform, if Barcel did not exist, all right, so take Barcel out. Who would have a more successful uh, career, Jesus and Mero or uh, Wallow and Gilly? Good question. Well, I think you know they're different platforms, but of course, I, think I would probably just say Wallow and Gilly, just because you know Gilly is a huge name. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like he, 
rapper back in the day. I showed my boy Charlie then. I was like, yeah, how funny are they? He was like, wait, didn't he have that song like in the early 2000s? I was like, you remember that? Yeah, back in the day, he was the king of Philly. He was the king of Philly before Meek was. And he had a big he had a big following. So I would say them just on that. But these Submero have become big, big as well. So, uh, yeah, I think they're the top of the urban – urban genre but you know, you know what's funny Jesus and Mero did so they do these things occasionally where they'll talk about like trashy TV that's on that you might not know exists right there's this channel it's like one of those like goofy channels you pay for I forget what it's called but so you know who had a dating show you know oh. that girl Black China oh yeah I'm very familiar okay she has a mom called Tokyo Tony Jesus Christ oh my god nobody needs this listen I'm begging you, bro, you got to fucking watch this. It was like she had a dating show. She's like in her 50s. And like they had this one episode where they were just like goofing on like the show and they were like playing the intro to it. And it was like all the guys are introducing themselves. Look it up. The show is Shalala Shalala Hunter. Shalon Hunter. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, she's 50. She's 50 on the nose. She was born in Santo Domingo. Do you see the name of the show? It's like. Tokyo Tony or something like it, it was something like <laughs> Solana Hunter TV show. Let's see this here. Uh, to- yeah, Tokyo Tony. What's the name of the fucking TV show? Uh, I got news for you. <laughs> I'd probably have sex with a mom than her. Yeah. Unless I'm, um, I'm being duped here. Okay, it's called Finding Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Featuring yeah. Tokyo Tony. Yeah. And it's she, like, it, it's funny because like they have this one time where they just like goof on it the whole time. And it's where where where, where, where can I find this? It was on what channel is it on? Okay, so it's on a channel called the Zeus Network. Whatever can I find that can I find that on YouTube? Yeah, actually you can. The first I think the first couple episodes are, are free on YouTube. Alex, Alex will enjoy this a, a, Dude, a whole lot. I'm telling you, it is it is probably the worst show I've ever seen, but it was oddly <laughs> addicting that I kept watching. Yeah, listen, as long as you're enthralled, by the way, speaking of being enthralled, enthralled um, uh, by the way, uh, Tokyo Tony was arrested for revenge porn huh? in 2017. Wait, really? Yeah, in 2017, October 2017, she got arrested for revenge porn. Yeah, she's um, a weird, she's a crazy woman. I'm enthralled by her. I, I, I actually like. I'm actually bizarrely turned on. But um, speaking of st- stuff that you may not like, like, but you're just in, in, hey, enthralled by. Before I let you go, go ahead. This is this is a way. What really? Why you have to watch this? Your mom that you have a new girlfriend named Tokyo Tony that twerks, like to smoke blunts and fuck all day. Oh, I definitely have an answer for that now. She's fucking weird. This lady. She. Just I like, like her. That does it for me. <laughs> that does it. There's your little COVID cough. I want to talk about things that uh, I know you have COVID. You have COVID. I know you also muted yourself. Um, what do we think about? Uh, I'm enthralled by. It. I love it. What do we think about this Rome podcast? Have you heard any of it with uh, oh, Matt Carano? Yeah. So this first of all, it's not a bad idea, but it's like the song and everything. You play the song, dude. Can you play the song? 
I was unemployed facing middle age So winter cold, my house a cage When COVID lockdown seemed to be the rage yeah. 2020, my wife came up with a five-year plan To work remote while the Roman van Head to Costa Rica in a van We bought an RV Gonna trek across the land with wife and hand Just like Big Steve We bought an RV that's gone to shit. We'll travel to see more of it. I think they get the idea. I love it. I was enthralled by the whole fucking thing. I could not get it enough. I was telling people, you gotta listen to this whole thing. I mean, it was quite the song. It was quite the episode. I mean, it's kind of a decent idea, I guess. Um, could you be? Could you be friends with uh, Karani? Think. I like Karano. I did. I did the uh, Quantum Week. Yeah. I, I like them both. I dude, I like Clemmer. I I think Clemmer's cool, man. I like the guy. Um Carano, yeah. I mean he's not kind of the kind of people I hang out with, to be honest, but I thought he was all right guy. I think what I like about Carano is he's authentic. He's I mean, the average person would say he's very weird, but he would not back down from that. That's that's who he is. Yeah, I mean they're both pretty weird. I mean, oh Karana. yeah, <laughs> I mean you're pretty weird as well. So correct. That's why I respect Carano. I mean, Carano's game is unbelievable. The what I love about this 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 show was he was just telling basic stories that any you know Tommy or Joe could tell, and he was adding you know dramatic sound sound effects and shit. It was just unreal. It was unbelievable. What a like! I did you listen, did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, the production was pretty like good on. Oh, it, he's a good producer. Yeah, he's a good producer. Yeah, it was it was done. I I have to admit, also, I was blown away when I was listening to Kirk the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, you know who? Uh, you know, who I think would be good on this show is that that abortion guy." And they didn't know who you were talking about, and they're like, "Montante." You had to be like so happy when. He well, I thought so. That's just, you 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 texted me. And you're like, "Yo, uh, they said he should be the first um yeah, first one filling." I don't think. I thought I, I laughed at your joke. I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And then like, I was driving home. And I, at that point, I actually got a couple of text messages like, "Hey, like you're you're gonna like that." Um, you know, what? I was it was it was funny to hear. Um, and what these morons don't realize, the people that hate me and that plus me, trust me, there's a uh, there's are there plenty of them. people that hate you in that audience? Oh yeah. Oh, like who? Um, Red, who has the show with uh, Menners, hates my guts. Uh, the the kid Tony Cass, uh, the guy Grover. Uh, Colt Minahan, I don't think is a humongous fan. There's like a dozen people who really don't like me at all. Is Manning? Oh, we gotta, you gotta ask him. It depends on the day. Um, one day he'll have me blocked, the next day he'll be following me. Uh, but he's the reason why I'm telling you, he's the reason why Kirk said it because they did a show and in the bio, like Kirk listened to the show, obviously, Kirk listens to a lot in the, in the, in the description of the show, it just said like "fuck Montanti" or "screw Mon-. something about nothing good about me." I think it was like uh, "Montante." No, I think "Montante" sucks, right? That's what it was. And I swear to God, I don't have proof of this, but when Kirk was listening to that show to like get clips, he looked at the bio and something in his brain saw "Montante sucks," and he was like, "Oh, these guys like hate him. Like, oh, this guy might be polarizing. Like, this could be interesting." If they do not put that in that bio, he don't say that. Yeah, no I just shot. don't think these people understand a lot of them that like no shot. most of the time the people that like everybody hates or most people hate, those are generally the people that like the big end people want to work with. Like, for instance, I always hear people on the Kirk 
universe. They talk about me and they're like, oh, uh, Nadu's just trying to hold on to Kirk and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but like Dave Portnoy loves when I'm around. Like he loves me and things. So like I don't I, and I think with you, it's like people don't they 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 don't want to believe that people actually find you entertaining, but um it's just a bunch of. Answers. It's the truest thing of all time. There's no such thing as really bad publicity. If you're no. getting publicity, that means people you're getting eyeballs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for better or worse, for better or worse, as long as you have a good mix of good and bad. If it's all 100 percent bad or 100 percent good, you're not you're not going to be built to last. If you have a good combo of a good rational, you know, between 50 50, you're going to be built to last you because those, those those people that like, and I'm sure a lot of them are the way they hate you. They hate you, but they listen to every show you do. Of course, which is something I would never... If I don't like something, I'm not listening. Right. Absolutely. I've never understood that, but I know it exists because people that hate me will like quote me on like the 53rd minute of like a two-hour podcast. I'm like, yo, you heard that? Like, (laughs) like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's that's something... uh, There's stuff that I like that I don't listen to because I don't have time. Yeah, so for instance, I hate Rico Bosco. Everybody knows that. I don't listen to Bench Mob. What's it? What's what's uh, is that? A Terry Mayrose? Yeah, whatever. Oh, okay, I don't, okay. I've never listened to Bench Mob. I don't listen to it. I don't but think many I people have. Yeah, I don't like. I just don't care. Now, that being said, he listens to every show I do. Like he'll listen to this show. Oh yeah, because he'll wait for me to say something about it. But remember, though, that group will say, "Oh." Nadu needs Rico. I think it's the other way around. That's what I think. We may find out. We may. We may. We'll see. We'll see. Really pushes that. Uh, pushes the needle there. It's good, but also, I'm about to go to bed. I'm, I'm disgusted that the fucking scumbag uh, that game didn't hey, go wait, over. Before we go, uh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to bring that up because I don't think that's common knowledge. Never mind. I'm not going to bring that up. All right. You sure? Yes. Actually, you know what? I'll say this. So we talked about Clemmer once, right? Correct. What do you think Clemmer's chances are with that thing he might be in? Do you think he's got a chance? Barcel Idol? Well, that's not and, confirmed. No, it's not confirmed. Um, I would say if Barcel's stock was still at $90 plus, 40%, the fact that it's not, they can't just be hiring anybody. It depends on. I swear to God, this is like a really in depth answer. It depends on Dave's schedule. If Dave is going to be there, judging Barcel Idol, there's a freak show, and I say that respect aspect about Clemmer that Dave would just be entrenched with. He would just absolutely fall in love with it. Big Cat would be there hyping him up. But if Dave is virtual. You know, a lot of people. I don't like saying, it at all. I don't like that at all. A lot of people were saying that the Kirk exit was choreographed to have like something going on with Clemmer when he goes there. That it's like kind of a- no. I, I don't think there's. I don't think there's a really a way where um, that exit, the way it happened, would benefit him. It wasn't dramatic enough to where it would kind of get eyeballs before he goes there. No, I think that's just lazy fodder. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. All right. I don't see it, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. If Dave is not there, it, it does not benefit Chris. Um, well, I don't know. Likely he will be. He's never there, really. True, but does he go on for that week? I don't know. Guess we'll why, why, would, why would you know? 
I don't know if he's going to be. I mean, he's never there. He's in Miami all the time. So. Huh. What are you doing in uh middle, late end of June? Anything good or? I got no plans, man. Summer's de- always low for me, you know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. What would you? What would you? Uh, what would you? Yeah. Thank you for coming on. What would you handy? What would you handicap right now? Um, if you're taking money on Clemmer, uh, winning, Barcelona Idol is one thing. One thing, and then the second thing would be being hired from from Barcelona come September first. Give me those odds. Him? Yeah. So a winning. What are those odds? And then yeah. working at Barcelona come September first. I would say winning ten to one. Okay, so plus a thousand. Uh, being hired come September first, so the smoke settles from the competition. They have a month. So you're saying he obviously wouldn't win? No, he could win, and he could just not win, but still end up at Barstool. You have a yeah. month of a uh, little layover time. Well, if he wins, he'll be hired. Um, yep. If he doesn't win, which I don't think he'll win, twenty-five to one. So you're saying plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, because he does have some connection, and he does know people, and people know him. So, I mean, he's not like most of the fan base where nobody knows who the fuck they are. Like Clemmer knows Kirk, he knows Big Cat. If he was hired tomorrow, how many put it put it this way? Put it before I get at this. How many people work at Barcelona right now for content? Do you think? Just ballpark. Let's not get into. I would say fifty, maybe. Uh, so say fifty. If he gets hired tomorrow, where does he rank? Uh, in, in terms of if you're asking enter- and, 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 no, in, in terms of entertainment wise, where would he rank in terms of entertainment people there at Barstool? If you're asking me to be truthful, I like yeah. Connor. I don't think he fits Barstool personally. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if he would be trying. I, I think in a way he is. He number, is he number fifty one or is he like number like twenty eight where he kind of hangs? Yeah, I, I think he's like in the forties probably. I don't think he's bottom of the barrel, like bottom, but like I don't think he's. I think he's like mid to 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 the end. Like he's in the late thirties, forties. And if you ran Barstool, what would that cutoff be? Where you just gotta let people go and keep everybody else like thirty five? I mean, you have to ask yourself when you're an employee there: is what you're doing profitable to the company, or does it cost you money at this point? And most of the people that are there. They cost the company money. Right? Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I, w- I would say for me, I think at this point, it's probably going to be 25. Yeah, just cut off half the, the dead weight. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're doing that. They're, and you got to remember, I mean, there's a lot of people with bloated contracts there. You know, people that are not, you know. Name names. Up. Name names. Give me one. Uh. You're saying someone that's not pulling their weight? Not pulling the weight right now that has a contract though, so they're kind of locked in. It was it was Jim. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat, but Rico. I mean, what what does Rico do that makes money there? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, anyone could do a show and be good with Dave and Big Cat. It's just that simple. It's hard to not be good with them. Huh? It's hard to not be good with them. Right. I mean, you could put, you know show up. Yeah. I mean. I think you pull somebody off the street and and they would get views. So if, that's not a good barometer of whether you're. Good I agree. At, you know? if, if that scumbag, um, what's his name, Rappaport, reach out to you and say, "Hey, listen, 
this is the totally made up scenario in my head. Then I'll let you go to bed after this because this is just now. Now we're getting to now. We're, now we're getting to Looney Tunes here. Um, if he reached out to you and said, "Listen, I'm starting on my own thing. Uh, I heard you're going on Barstool Idol, or I heard you're getting rehired by Barstool in uh, September. Whatever it be, you're going his. You're going back to Barstool in his his brain, right? I didn't say anything. I'll give you X amount to you know be my my right hand guy on a new app. How much money is there to 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 take that risk or is there no number in the, in the world? I wouldn't do that. You don't, because, you don't trust that guy or you don't just trust no, that. I don't, I don't really think he has any value to me. Like I don't like, cause I've always said like a lot of people said, well, if you want to be a Barca, why'd you leave? Because at the time I could just leave. I can, I can make more money on my own. Or, how much pride got, how much pride got in the way on that decision though? Be honest. We're all prideful guys. A little bit. I mean, I wasn't, I, I just, I, I looked at the situation that I was in and I said, well, you know, this is kind of just is what it is. It's going to be what it is. And looking back, I probably should have stuck it out. And But but as as I've said time and time again, that a lot of people don't understand is most of the people that are going to listen to this show or, or want to work at Barstool, most of the people that are at Barstool cannot work on their own. They need Barstool. Oh, they for sure. For sure. Without it. I can. I have an audience. I can create. You're proving it. Yeah. So it's like I don't. If, if something's not working for me and I'm not happy with how it's going, I'm going to just kind of make it on my own and do my own thing. Now, that being said, where I'm at now, a year plus later, I think they could very much help what I'm doing. And I think I could very much help what they're doing because they could yeah. something that could make money. But no, I'm very loyal. They've always been good to me. The last year or so, they've given me a lot of opportunity, whether it was rough and rowdy or, or, or whatever. They're the one company that's always been solid to me. And I do have some loyalty to Dave, regardless of whether I was there or left or not. Of course. I've always been close to him. And, you know, I, I think the world of him. So I, I would, yeah, Rappaport to me, couldn't he couldn't give me anything. In fact, there's not many companies that could make me want to work for them. Yeah. I don't really, I'll just do my own thing. I don't need. He was just so polarizing. He's such a piece of shit. Um, well, I said <laughs> I'm going to let you go 10 minutes ago. I'm not. Um What's going on with uh, the sit down? Are you a solo man now, or what's what's up with your boy Blackjack? Yeah, I'm pretty much rolling with it solo now, and it's not a uh, you know, it's really just Blackjack couldn't give the time that I needed him to to give. He's got a lot going on, what he's doing, and I guess for me, like I just kind of thought, you know what, you know, I can really vibe when I'm just able to tell the story and 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 have a guest on if I want, and you know, yeah, I'm I'm good with it, you know. So there's no hard feelings. No, not really. I mean, I, I wish he would have, you know, kind of, you know, given a little bit more to it. I think it could have been, you know, I think it was good, but I think it's a good, good regardless. I've got, I've got a lot, a lot of good response back with it as far as on my own. So, you know, and I've done other things too. Like I've created a YouTube channel that's taken off with yeah. him and, and all that. So yeah, I, I'm always, I like to be able to do the work when I want to do it and I can't have people holding me on whether they can do it or not. I just need to get it done. And, I like being able to control it. Now, if I take it somewhere, I don't. I don't have to worry about anyone associated with it. It's just me working on it now. So that's fair. That, that's fair. And it, what would you say um, if HBO? This is the last question I'll ask you. You have my word. Don't worry about HBO. it. Uh, if HBO reached out to you, say, "Listen, we're, we're going to dump however much money you need. You have it. Endless budget. We're going to give you a two and a half hour timeline to do a sit down documentary." full behind the scenes thing who is the top guy knowing that you have the resources there blank check to do who's the guy 
And this would be like a movie or a doc? However you want to have everyone run it. You know, I'd probably do oh, – wow. I'd probably make a film on a guy, Greg Scarpa. He was uh, he was a very lethal Colombo family uh, cop, copper regime. He um, – during his reign as, as kind of the leader of, 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 of a group, he was a cooperator during all that. Um, he ended up getting AIDS years later. Um, just a really interesting guy. I would also do a show on, um, I told you this story. There's a Mexican singer, Chilino Sanchez. I would do a, a biopic on him. I think his uh, story is pretty incredible. He, uh, he grew up as like this kind of, uh, coyote, if you will, a drug dealer ended up becoming a singer and he was kind of the king of, uh, Korea, uh, narco corridos, which are drug ballads, if you will. Mm. And um, he's kind of been the godfather of that. And he was killed uh, very suddenly in the, in the 90s. And I think has a really interesting story. But I would love to bring all those stories to light. You know, I would love a show just where I can tell those kind of stories. Listen, there, there's there's markets for everything right now. The fact that you, you know, I think it's a matter of time. I mean, there's, I'll watch anything, dude. Like, I'm interested in your story, like the stories you tell. If you give me like a cool, you know, I catch a cool story about, you know the, the the background of anything. I'll be like, oh, I'll stick around. I'll hang out for this. Yeah, you know? I mean, and and that's what my show is about. Like, it, we can always talk about John Gotti and stuff like that, but there are so many people that are the people you don't know. I think which which is yeah. cooler than John Gotti. Yeah, and that's why we that's why I do the show because I can talk about that kind of thing and tell stories about people that you know no one's ever heard about. You know, so for yeah. sure. Like well, I did that, a show the other day, real quick on on the guy that supposedly killed Whitey Bulger, right? This guy for Freddie Gias, right? And real quick, Mike, he's been Freddie in solitary Gias. confinement for four years since that killing, the alleged killing. Government hasn't charged him with the crime, so he's bucking in the shoe right now, saying, "Why the fuck am I still in here? If you're not going to charge me, put me back in the regular population." By the way, fair question. No, and that, and <laughs> I did a video on it. I, I said, you know, this is against crime and unusual punishment. If you're not going to mm -hmm. charge this individual, he needs to be back. And, you know, we have to wonder. That was a very much an Epstein kind of case, the Whitey Bulger killing. Um, if you know that's anything, right up my that's right up my alley. And if you know about the Bureau of Prisons, like the fact that Whitey Bulger, who was 89 years old in a wheelchair, was moved to. USP Hazleton, one of the most violent prisons on the planet. I mean, that's just not protocol. And the Bureau of Prisons really has not had the answer to why they did that sort of thing. And it's the same thing with Epstein. It's all about money, baby. That's it. Right. Money makes the world go round. And Whitey knew too much. So, you know, that was that. There is a crazy crossover between um, conspiracy theorists, like where, or I think people would label me as, and a crossover with, like, the mafia. Like oh, yeah. they, they back in the day they were hand in hand. See, the thing is, a lot of them are conspiracies, man. You know, no, it's fact, but them saying what, what people meant, would say as conspiracy. Yeah, the CIA definitely went to people to kill Fidel Castro. They definitely, you know, had Marilyn Monroe whack. Like, yeah, the mob was they ran this country for a long time. So. And by the way, I got news for you, the country was probably better off. Oh, absolutely. I was asked that the other day, like, would New York be the way it is now if Fuck no. John Gotti was still walking around and you know, these different cats and no, of course not. Of course not. Tanya, there, there's some there's something to that, but Jeffrey, let me uh, let me let me chop this sucker up. Do you have right, any, any